Football Show, a podcast in collaboration with JP Live Productions and Oddball Magazine. Greetings, all you numerators and denominators. This is indeed the Oddball Show. My name is Prof. I represent the Boston Hip Hop hot dog stand known as JP Line Productions, and I'll play the narrator in this one hour's traffic of our airwaves. To my right, your left, is the original arbiter of all things odd, my co-host, founder and editor-in-chief of Oddball Magazine, a fiend for free verse. Say hello to Mr. Jason Wright. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We have a great show. I'm excited. What's uh, up, buddy? Not much. Um, I was uh, building some Ikea furniture this, uh, this uh, uh, fine afternoon yeah. that I had started uh, a couple days ago and realized that I had messed up two of the pieces. So I had to fix that. Um, Do you, uh, you started with a table and ended up with a chair? I've never built Ikea furniture. There's like this little silver thing that you put in there. And once you, you get, get it locked in, you can't take it out or you destroy the furniture. You have to take it out with yeah, a screwdriver. It's, it's yeah. like the perfect key. It just holds everything together. Oh, my God. It's awful. So I was like, why is this thing not working earlier? And then I'm like, oh, it's because I put it in backwards. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Also, also my Adventure, adventures in furniture building. Yeah, that was basically it. And then my wife said that, um, have you been wearing that shirt all day? And I was like, yeah, you like it? She's like, it's been inside out. So I'm like, oh, people who work could have told me that my shirt was inside out. But they didn't. So I, I No, they were like, yo, that dude's stylish. That dude knows what's going on. No, I, I guess, I mean, that is the style, right? Right. right. It is now. Right. Word. Great. <laughs> anyway, All right. Well, today. Sorry, that was just two things that I that you know the IKEA furniture. Oh, sounds, yeah, sounds an exciting day, bro. Well, I mean, I did some good work today. It was a good day, fun day. Right. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm ripping and ready for a good podcast, man. I'm excited for this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was one I've been looking forward to for a couple. We have actually have a couple. We mentioned this one a couple podcasts ago because we had somebody who has a, like a loose connection with with our guest. So we'll come up. We'll come back to that in a second. Oh, but first, okay, go ahead. We are joined tonight by someone who's made his name as an MC in the most classic sense of the term. Skilled and practiced in the art of keeping the energy moving, you can catch him Wednesday nights in Salem as the ringmaster for the Rec Shop Movement Open Mic and a frequent contributor to the Subway Cipher uh, on some Sunday afternoons in the Downtown Crossing T Station, which we were just. Uh, he joins us tonight to give his opinion on the Massachusetts hip hop scene and where it's headed next. An actor, rapper, and the crown prince of charisma. Please give a warm oddball show welcome to Mr. PSA. Welcome, bro. Like, holy shit. Do you want my job or no? Hell yeah, man. I'm gunning. Like, damn, bro. That was an intro like nobody's business. I don't think I've given an intro that dope. <laughs> Holy shit! We got, you get you got a lot of talents, man. We got we got to put talk about all the irons you got in the fire. So uh, I, I got to give you know. proper credence. So, well, so I you do appreciate it. Great thing, and then I just go and talk about like what I did today. So that's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how we start. It's, good. It's, good. it's contrast, man. It's contrast. That's right. You got to have a little uh, bit of sweet and a little bit of salty. It's perfect. Yeah. That's right. Well, welcome. Thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate you taking the time tonight. I know that you are a busy individual. Uh, we're very. Uh, intrigued and interested to talk to you about a bunch of different things so thanks for taking the time we appreciate it no thanks for having me bro honestly i truly appreciate it bro honestly i don't think anybody wants to talk to me they're afraid of what i might say but you guys <laughs> so that's dope that's dope as hell we have no fear man we're on the internet we're on the internet and on our own platforms man there's nothing to be afraid of exactly we run the world who that's run right, the man. world we do that. we do 
Hell yes. But yeah, um, what's going on, guys? What's happening? On the docket tonight, I definitely want to. Uh, um, we were talking in pre-show a little bit. We want to weigh in on this this act this debate that's actively going on um, on social media and other places about the Boston hip hop scene. Uh, Joyner Lucas made some comments on like a week and a half ago, and then uh, some some Boston hip hop heads like Dart Adams have weighed in, and there's been a debate going on. So I want to come back to that in just a second. Before we do, though, I want to give people a little background into who you are and what you do so um i mentioned the open mic i mean open mic we mentioned in the intro um host of rec shop we'll talk about that in a little bit but how did you get started what's your start with with hip-hop and as a performer and host where does that come uh okay so my start with hip-hop that's that's the love of my life uh, outside of my kids um i love my music i love my hip-hop music over everything else um to say where i got started I would have to say um, probably like 11 or so, maybe like nine or so. I was uh, with my cuz brother. I call him cuz brother because we were like cousins who lived in the same house, but we were more like brothers. Um, So started with him doing raps and like he was always good at putting music together and I was always good at remembering things. So there came a time where like we would do a talent show and we had all the dance moves down. I was kind of like, I was a pip. So I was just in the background, like just dancing. But I would always know his rap verses. So he would like mess up and I would just come out the cut and drop the rest of the verse. Yeah. He would get Yo. mad and beat me up later for it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, were, you, you were a hype man at nine years old, but you were, you were a hype man waiting to be the star. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Baby Flavor Flav. That was me. I just had a baby clock, just a little yeah, baby clock. Baby clock. Yeah, like, um, but yeah, that was back in Cambridge, yo, when I was, like I said, like maybe nine or like 10 or 11. And from there, um, my mom moved me out to the North Shore area where I think she moved me out to the North Shore to keep me out of trouble. Hey, mom, guess what? Got in way more trouble <laughs> on the North Shore than anywhere else in life. <laughs> Yes, I did. In a little town called Beverly, Massachusetts, a little bit in Salem, a little bit in Lynn. Yeah. Um, oh, city of sin, Lynn. Well, no, it's the city of Wynn now. Shout out to the man Justice Bourne and the Food Truck Emporium and everything they're doing out there. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Right the Lynn, Lynn is yeah. no longer the city of sin. It's the city of winning and love and peace and unity. There's mad that's, things that's happening good. out there. I like that. Um, but yeah, for my start with so I would say that I got into entertainment because it started as an entertainer. I always, I'm, I've always been cool and good at putting words together rhythmically. I like, I call it rap conversations. So I would leave the bar sometimes when I lived in the point when I was like a little bit older. And like, I had always like freestyle with friends. And there was like one point in time where like, I was like, 15 or 16 where like I had a shot to do like real music and I really just didn't like the direction it was putting me in because it was isolated it was like yo put me in a basement for eight hours and I need you to write 10 songs and I was like no (laughs) I'm a kid (laughs) I want to go play video games kiss my ass (laughs) so (laughs) that ended up not working and I just kept on I would constantly always freestyle like I'm the type of person that hears something on the radio and I feel like it could be a little bit better I hear somebody spitting something and I feel like they can do a little bit better. So I do a little bit better. I just want, and I'm not saying that I'm the best rapper out there. I am not by any means. There are many rappers out there that can probably see me in any type of battle. I don't battle. I just love music and I know what good music should sound like. And I know that hip hop was always about telling stories. So 
it comes to telling a story in hip hop, I can tell you any story. I can tell you what happened to me yesterday rhythmically with no beat, with the beat didn't matter. And um, that, like, that just cried out to some people. Mainly my man ST Knack, shout out to the tragic ally himself. Um, he, we were working at a collection agency. This could never be too often. Forget it. I already let the cat out the bag. Damn. We were working at a collection agency <laughs> in uh, Beverly, uh, which if anybody who lives on the North Shore knows, you've got like three things you can do. You can work at a supermarket, you can work at a collection agency, or you can work at a collection agency. And that's <laughs> what you did. So we worked at a collection agency um, called, I think it was like Nelson. No, not Nelson. Was Paul Col- Paul Coleman and Associates. We won't even talk about the type of crazy things that happened in that place. We'll just say that that place doesn't exist anymore. And me and ST Knack became other people. Well, ST Knack was already somebody else while he was there. Um, I actually heard him freestyling on the back patio on break one time. And I was like, dog, that's dope. He was like, yeah, this is what I do. He handed me a CD. And I was like, word. Yeah. He was like, yo, you rap. And I was like, I don't rap. Like, I freestyle. Like, I have fun with it. And I spit to him. And he was like, yo, you got to come down to the Freedom Cypher at Culture so Dynasty. What? Let me interrupt you just real quick. Just for reference, what time period is this? This is 2000. This is circa 2007, 2008. All right. All right. Circa 2007, 2008. Uh, that's when that happened. And then the collect. So we went to the Freedom Cy- the Yeah, the Freedom Cypher at Culture's Dynasty in Cambridge. And, yo, it's like out of this world craziness with just freestyle killers like i was hearing people spit bars and i was just excited like yes finally somewhere to go and just have fun and spit and nobody's judging you and it's dope and while i was there i met this this ginger ninja by the name of justice born and uh (laughs) that's my ginger ninja and he um yo he has a weird way that is so dope of just welcoming people and making them feel welcome like i always hated spitting in front of people because i hated the fact of maybe thinking they were going to criticize what i said but that's life right and justice always made sure it was always a welcoming environment so even the people that had something to say said it in a welcoming way where you could use it and you could put it to what you were doing and then put it back out and do something dope with it so that i was involved in i'm so sorry i'm so sorry no go ahead i mean it's was he involved in the in setting up the Freedom Cipher, or are you talking about as he does Rec Shop? Justice Bourne was well. Rec Shop was doing the Freedom Cipher. Justice Bourne is oh, okay, Rec Shop. You. For anybody that don't know, right. Justice Bourne is Rec Shop. I'm just the working component of Rec Shop. Um, he was doing that. Uh, Kirk Aztec Aztec was down there. Uh, who else was down there? Relentless, like tons. Of, as a matter of fact, I'll, funny story. I remember going to cultures one time and I, we were all in a cypher and these two kids came in with this dude and the dude said he was from Beverly. I was like, yo, that's dope. I'm from Beverly. The dude's name was John glass. These two kids with him hop in the yo. cypher, bro. And destroy the cypher. Like, yo, right John glass is nasty. like right before I had to go, these two, like I had to be like, maybe 13 14 year old two little caucasian kids and i'm just like what the hell is happening right now and i stepped out the cypress first time ever i just stepped out the cypress <laughs> I, I said i'm not doing that bro I and I looked, at the that. Kid, I looked at the kid that spit last whose name was ben and i said yo what's your name man he said ben i said bro did you write that 
He was like, yeah. I said, word? I said, who wrote it for you? He was like, nobody. I was like, yo, that's crazy. And then the other kid that spit before him, I asked him the same question. I was like, yo, who brought these kids here? And John Glass puts his hand up. He was like, yo, those are my two little guys, you know, blah, blah. like Matt Humble. And lo and behold, who do we have out in the music scene today? Token. Kid's a monster. Absolute yo. monster. Wait, that, that, it was Token? It was Token, bro. That's Ben. Oh, that oh ben, dog. Bro. That was the band, bro. Yo. Like, literally, and to this day, like, yo, I've been nothing but a huge fan. And, like, uh, and, to- and of course, some people probably see me in token videos or whatever. But, like, yo, that kid's a monstrosity in everything he does. John Glass, the whole Glasshouse Productions team are super hard workers. And that day, it was proven. Um, that day, also, other things were made possible. I was asked by Justice Born to come out to more events for the rec shop. Uh, just as... A just as a person to come out and just come through just to fill the the scene, and then over time I just got really welcomed to it. And like uh, I would like crack jokes with Big Brother Saudi when he was on stage, and I would like snatch CDs from him when he was trying to hand out free CDs, and I'd run out the door and he'd be like, "Yo, grab that guy!" And like it just turned into like kind of just a thing. And uh, we they moved the show that was like they were doing things called the Formula event. You got to go on Google now. You got to do your history. Um, they were doing the Formula. And from the formula, it turned into a little thing called the mix at Opus. Now, the mix wasn't run by Rec Shop to start off with. Rec Shop was just kind of like a co-partner. And uh, there was a group there called the Dejas that was doing the mix. Uh, Whatever happened there happened. They ended up moving out. And Justice ended up going like the open mic had stopped in Salem. And honestly, I felt a gaping hole in my heart for it. And I uh, called Justice. And I was like, bro, like, what does it take to, like, get that back in there? Like, I need that in my life. I was like, little dude, you know, like, without stuff like that, I become, like, just somebody that I don't really want to be. Like, and I don't want to be out in the streets every day. And I don't want to be doing stupid stuff. Like, I want to, like, do cool stuff, like, help the community and stuff like I've been doing. He was like, well, you know, it's all up to the owners. And so I kind of did, like some some little secret ninja stuff myself i kind of went behind the scenes and i went and talked to the manager at the time danny giddings and i was like yo like how can we get the rec shop back in here because like i need this and he said well you know talk to justice and you and justice talk to me and when i talked to justice justice said okay well i want you to come and sit down at the meeting with danny and we all sat down and boom live from the underground was born and justice born ushered me in as the host of the rec shop events and that's where i was born nice it's like a, it's a, it's, it seems like it was just a, a spot waiting for you, man. Because Justice is a, I, I like Justice a lot. He is the coolest, quietest dude, uh, you've ever seen, him, bro. Just yo, that is that is no joke. He just like disappears in and out. He he's just, he's just darting around, you know, taking care of shit, talking to everybody in the room. But like, you you're not ever gonna hear him talk loud. He's never gonna take the mic. He's never gonna be the guy in front of people. He's just the, the dude making shit happen. So clearly, that marriage, that that uh that relationship was uh was one that was waiting to happen because you definitely take the rec shop thing to a different level. Oh, yeah. Uh, bro, honestly, what. What got me the most about Rec Shop and what made me really, for a lot of people out there that don't know, like, yo, I was 
hell, I'm gonna just go right out and say I was probably a piece of shit to society for a little while. Um, I didn't sell any like hard drugs or anything stupid or anything like that, but I was just kind of an asshole. Like I just honestly was an angry person. I was infuriated at all times. I hated what humanity was looking like, and it was all due to the fact that like I wanted to do something about it and didn't know how. Rec shop allowed me to yeah. do that because I learned what rec shop actually stood for. It wasn't just a cool word with cool graffiti lettering. Rec shop stands for when raw elements combined kinetically start helping other people and justice born has always said to me yo you're a raw element and that's why you're a part of this movement and yo that that was the most sense that's ever been put into my life ever um you know what i'm saying you're talking to a kid that like i was raised by my mom mostly primarily like i still don't know who my dad is um but i my mom married my brother's father who became my dad you know what i'm saying he showed me what a man was yeah. and i took that little bit of knowledge he gave to me and i put my own spin on it and now i have my own kids and i have my own clothing brand and like i do a lot of different things you know what i'm saying these are all things that when i look at it now back in 2001 I ended up in a situation trying to break up a fight. And that's honestly where the downfall of humanity came for me because I felt at that point, like, yo, I'm a person trying to break up a fight and I end up getting uh, damn near killed by people. And even in that matter, I still ended up taking it and trying to empower those people. And those kids actually went and got diplomas and stuff like that today. So like, I've always been that person, but it wasn't until I met with Justice Born and he made me a working component of the Red Shop movement that I knew how to actually apply this to life. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely like, yo, Red Shop saved my life. Yo, hip hop saved my life. Real talk. Wow. Yo, real talk. Nice, real talk. Um, uh, well, go ahead, Jason. I was ask, uh, you said you have a, you have a clothing line. Um, clothing line. Um, the clothing line, uh, well, my clothing, it's actually just a catchphrase that I've always told people. Um, people are always trying to get you to conform and do what they want you to do. And I've always told people, mind your business on me, be you. And then it kind of stuck with me one day. And, uh, I was like, yo, that's kind of what everybody needs to do, bro. Like everybody wants a little bit of mind your fucking business from people. Everybody (laughs) wants their, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants their own peace of mind. But at the same time, kids are now conforming to be people that they would never know to be the truest statement that i've ever said out of my own lips and it kind of took me aback when i said it when somebody was like yo that's dope and i was like i can't believe i just said that like damn that is dope is yo we are all born into this world without knowing who we are at all we're given a name we're showed how to do certain things we're shown a certain way to live life and that's it that's all you know At what point in time are you actually you? We spend so much time trying to abide by the laws and make sure we're a working part of society that we never really get to figure out who we are. It's like, yo, uh, Sister Act 2 was a movie that I always stayed true to. And Whoopi Goldberg said in that movie, um, if you wake up every morning and you want to be a dancer, then you're a dancer. Y'all woke up every morning and I was an entertainer. I never had any joy in my life other than seeing, A, the smiles on my kids' faces when I do cool stuff for them and the smiles on crowds of people that don't know me from a hole in the wall who before probably had like a tight chin and didn't want to smile at all, but now they're all goofy and laughing and have a good time. That makes me feel dope. That's my Rex Shopping superpower, as Justice Born would say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Superpower. And it is a, uh, it's something I'm, I'm, you know, fascinated by because it's, it's not, you know, you have you obviously have natural charisma, but it's not like you have to work at that. You have to work to be uh, 
to be that good with with moving a crowd. It's not a natural talent for everybody. It's it's something that is specific to you, and it's certainly it comes from a place obviously that you were just talking about about like wanting to bring out the best in in everybody. And I can see you as you move you move around the crowd like you're trying to bring out the energy and the best in everybody. And uh, I think it's like a it's it's a fascinating. Um, um, way to make your way in hip hop, you know that like not everybody can do that, and those you're a necessary component for for an open mic for for any live scene. You know we need a person like you to keep the energy moving to be the center, and uh, I don't know it's it's not a it's a unique position, and I think it's it's fascinating to watch somebody like that. That's how you're making your your way, you know. Hell yeah, nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's it's nice to be. It's for me, really it's nice to be appreciated for something that I swore I was going to end up in trouble for like all through school. Like I was the class. Yeah. Line. I was that dude. You know what I'm saying? I was for, for years. I was always told be serious, act your age, not your shoe size. And now look, I act my shoe size constantly and I have fun doing it and seeing other people have fun doing it. But at the same time, can still have an intellectual conversation with anybody. If you want to, we can talk about the beats. We can talk about the war. Right. I'd rather not. But you know what I'm saying? There was, there was things that, like I said, we don't know who we are because we're too busy trying to be the name we were given from the time we were born. Take a little bit of time and get to know who you are inside, and I guarantee you'll love your life a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? That's super dope. I'm me, be you. You damn right. That. You damn right. On Facebook and and Twitter, and uh, go get yourself an I'm me, you be you. Uh, I'm me, be you sweatshirt. Don't worry, oh, yeah. around. You know what I'm saying? You can definitely holler at me. You know what I'm saying? I'll be giving some away at the shows that are coming up. We'll talk about that in a few, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's all right. Let's see. Let's get into that in just a second. I want to. Um, I want to talk a little bit. We were just talking about how important uh, open mics and what a fundamental part it is of a of a hip hop scene. That to have a place where you can go and you can spit and not worry. You know, to put out shit that you're you're working on or that like you know to go judgment free and feel like you can be it's, it's a place for art and a place for you to go and do work um, is a crucial thing for any any music scene especially for hip a scarcity for sure uh, yeah. e- here and I don't know if it's in every city like I don't know if there's a lot of hip hop open mics in New York or Chicago I know Chicago has a, has a pretty good open mic scene but like uh, do you feel like I'm trying to use this as a segue to get into the talking about the, the music the Boston music scene in general but like, do you feel like there's a, a scarcity uh, PSA of places that you can actually go um, and and try shit and do shit and feel the that en- that moving energy? Um, there is. Or, there or here, let me let me press this. Are there other places that you go that you feel a similar energy as Rex Shop? Oh, uh, there are. There are other places I go feeling similar as Rex Shop, but nothing so as inclusive as Rex Shop does. Um. I, there's just when you go to a lot of places and i'm sorry new england music scene but i'm about to crap on you like Jordan lucas did because let's just keep it three thousand the entire music scene out here is a bunch of crab in the barrel type mentality you see people coming up and as opposed to you bigging that person up or sharing that person's video or that person's music you got four or five people that's ready to troll that person immediately or tear that person down it's like bro that person's working on the same type of shit you're working on that person's doing the same thing dealing with the same shit you're dealing with who the hell are you to come through and tear them down you know what i'm saying um i don't think there's a scarcity of places that have i don't think there's a scarcity of open mics i think there's a scarcity of uh include and in- inclusiveness is what there is um there's too many places that do 
one thing or the other. As a matter of fact, we were accused of it. Uh, the people thought we were just a hip hop open mic. Let me be the first one to stomp you right out and tell you we're not just hip hop. I like classical music. I like listening to bachata, tango music. I like listening to reggae music. Shit, I like some country western music. There are some of those little goofy songs on like Kesha. I like banging Kesha from time to time. That shit makes me feel happy inside. What music is music depending on who it is and who's using it. Period. That's all that is. I do not listen to rainbow boy i don't fuck with that kid at all <laughs> fuck that like i'm sorry the kid's fucking annoying and needs to learn some humility and needs to learn how to be humble and everybody knows who the fuck i'm talking about when i say rainbow boy so rainbow dash change your fucking life and go back to the kid that was wearing that sweater around your fucking neck and take that fucking color out your hair stop being a goddamn asshole fucking up music everywhere but that's that um the problem with the music scene in general is motherfuckers will accept anything 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 is fly if it got a little bit of diamond to it like that's what it is the whole music scene needs to learn how to i'm me be you and get original again because you don't see krs1 putting a bunch of rainbow dreads in his hair and then throwing a bunch of damn chains on going blicky ah with the nicky sticky ah he's not he's not saying no shit like that you don't see buster rhymes who buster rhymes hops on everybody track bro and he kills shit but you don't see him going me and my bitches is getting this money but no he don't know what the fuck for that's ridiculous shut that shit down and i'm not saying they're not artists sure you're an artist you live art in your own way i'm just saying we really do need to start categorizing shit for what it is and i put emphasis on the word shit for what it is that's the category some of that stuff belongs in shit for what it is the beats are great beats yes i bought my head to some of this shit because the beats are nice but then it's like when i start when they start talking i'm just like oh really i thought it's like damn i thought i was gonna get something better than this but shit that that's real talk and i think that uh there's a lot of people working in boston that are really talented artists that probably feel the same way that like they're getting drowned out by by you know garbage by like well, I don't know, not, it's not why. garbage that, that's that's a harsh way to, to to say it but you know what I'm saying. no it's it's garbage you, you don't have to say it i'm mr psa if anybody knows me i'm gonna say what the fuck i think the only thing you can do to me to stop me is beat me up or kill me and i don't think anybody wants to incur those charges for somebody who's not even on that fucking level of people so just deal with this shit <laughs> um this like yo it's it's just the problem is Yo, I don't give yo any city out there that's listening to this right now. I will come off and say this, and you can tell me I'm wrong. But listen, I love my state. Period. I love my side of town, and I will tell you right now: if we all got together as a whole in New England music or a whole in Massachusetts music, then we'd murder shit. We would take over. There are more bars in Boston, in Peabody, in Salem, in Lynn, in Massachusetts alone than these fucking meatheads are putting out and getting paid millions of dollars for it. You know why we're not getting the millions of dollars for it? We got too much fucking hatred. Hell, we can't even have an artist come from another city over here and show love without getting into a fight or having some shit stolen from him or throwing rocks at his tour bus. Um, Motherfuckers are mad at Joyner Lucas for the shit he said when can't nobody... Prove him wrong. Nobody right. can prove him wrong. Yeah, yeah. The whole hip hop scene out here is clicky as fuck, and it's like nobody wants to work with each other. Everybody, I, I put a post up earlier today that said, "Everybody, the New England hip hop scene is just like this. Let's all do the same exact type of event on the same day in different fucking places because we're gonna make our own money there." Dog. Pretty dumb. 
pretty dumb because we could have all talk. came together and made this shit way bigger than what it is. We could have came together and made this shit super dope. Like, yo, there are people out there right now that are still listening. Trust me. I hear everything because, again, it's really gossipy in this entertainment business. And, like, I don't have nothing to say. Let me just state this for the record. I have no ill will nor any type of qualms with anyone in the entire music scene. I don't give a fuck what you heard. If you have heard anything, feel free to call me. I'm very personable, approachable. I will tell you what the fuck I said if I said it. And I guarantee you, you can never get the person that told you X and O said something in the same room as that person to say that shit again. That's how this whole works. It's he said, she said, it's fucking high school all over again in the music scene out here. And that's why people are not succeeding to join Lucas's level, but are ready to tear him down for him stating his opinion about something. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's real yeah. talk. That's, I mean, that, that, that's, that's the name of radio show. Real talk. <laughs> radio, Mr. PSA. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, it's funny too because i feel like there's been you know maybe it's just the people that uh, uh or the scene that i versus then but i used to feel that way real real strong when i was i'm now working with a, a duo we're doing tyler durden now me and me and another guy but when i was working with my trio for the jp lime trio we used to get feel that way a lot we would do some of these shows and not only would you know the thing you talked about about doing the same event in different places instead of combining forces and supporting you know not not just that but like Groups would, groups would come. They would bring their twenty people, and then as soon as and they were leave. on stage, they'd fucking leave. They, it's crazy, assholes. And like, yo, they didn't do it in a nonchalant way where it was like, yo, let's just creep out gently. No, you fucking left in a group. What an asshole! Yeah, you're a piece of shit for that. Don't do that yeah. shit. Like, imagine if your fucking kid gets talented one day, and all the people come to see one person, and then when your kid goes on stage, everyone leaves. You would want to fight everyone in that crowd. I yeah. feel that way because I'm a parent of five children. My oldest son is 16 years old. I get furious when people cannot make it to his fucking games when I can't make it or anything like that. And that's what the Boston hip hop scene is like because it's ridiculous. The dumb shit. That happens. It makes no sense. We can all eat together, people, if we just put our fucking egos in our back pocket for five seconds. Everybody in the hip-hop scene in Massachusetts make a fucking ego sandwich, chew on that shit, and swallow it. Okay? (laughs) Bullshit. Make a fucking ego sandwich, chew on that shit, and swallow it. Get you a cup of fucking non-haterade, and you fucking drink that shit, too. You know what I'm saying? This shit, you got to stop bullshitting out here, Boston. We got to stop playing these fucking games. This shit is getting a little bit ridiculous, and, like, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Like, yo, you know the most hurtful shit? The most hurtful shit ever. And I'm not going to say the artist, but, yo, there's a hip-hop legend that told me flat out, and I got the message in my phone. He says to me all the time, he goes, yo, I go to all these shows, and I always see you at the show supporting people. But I wonder why they don't have you hosting the show. I was like, that's because they, I wouldn't do it for free. Right. <laughs> or, or, or I said some shit like, yo, can I can you take care of my drinks and my food? And then they look at me like I'm crazy, like, yo, well, you know, I don't really have a budget for that. But, bro, you're having people pay 10 to $15 for a ticket or $5 yeah. for a ticket. You can't kick me $75 to $100 to make sure I fucking right. get there and back home? Like, nah, bro. People don't want to pay for talent. They want you to give that shit for free. Everybody wants hip-hop in Massachusetts. Everybody wants you to be their EBT card for bars. Please come through and slide your card and give me free bars. <laughs> Like, nah, bro, pay people for their fucking talent, bro. And the worst yeah. thing people could ever do, the other shit that pisses me off is, like, right now with one of my artists, my man Zafir, uh, you know what I'm saying? 
And he's actually doing the show on May 11th that I put together uh, with uh, shout out to Justice Born Again because he threw me the reins on that, bro. He didn't have to do that shit. He put mad trust in me and said, bro, you run these events and you put these events together. And that's what I'm doing right now. And, yo, I did. You know how I pay? Everybody's mad because I had mad people hit me up the minute it was announced that acrobatic terminology is going to be in the same place in Salem. Mad people hit me up. And honestly, the acts were already picked months ahead of time. And they were acts that continued to support no matter what the fuck ever happened, period. Right on. They were acts that continued to come through when there were five to six people in the crowd, period. And they got their own following. And they never, they never, none of the artists that are on the bill have ever, from my eyes, have walked out of the building when another artist has touched the stage, period. That's how I did it. I did it on support-based. That's how I picked artists for what's going on. The same way... My mentor and founder of the Red Shop movement has done it for years. I pick it upon support. Who is really out here trying to make sure things stay afloat in this hip-hop scene? Or are you just trying to get here, get your shine, and be gone? Because that's not what it's about, bro. We're here to procure hip-hop because hip-hop heals. And that's what we're trying to do. And as long as there's a breath in my body and justice born, that shit's going to happen. Period. So, yeah, I got mad shows that I'm putting together right now. I got tons of slots. Is you supporting or not? I don't need no money right. from nobody. I ain't asked nobody. You can talk to all these artists one for one. I ain't asked none of them for a dime. I had people ask me, yo, how much do I got to put to do this and do that? And I said, nothing. Are you serious? Don't fucking say that to me. That's ignorant. I would never. Dog, no, that's, that's, that's another part of the old model is, is the pay for play, selfish, you know, like you, you got to put up money to, 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 to play and sell so many tickets. I mean, I guess that's good because that puts money in the promoter's pocket. But I mean, if, if, that's, a, that's a, a lot of pressure to put on your artists rather than just having them come and play and then working that shit out. Honestly, anybody that ends up in a pay-to-play situation, call me. Let me negotiate it for you because we're not playing those games over here. Like, it's, the, the time is over for that shit because I know how this business thing works. And for those of you that don't know, yeah, I'm actually going to college starting September 6th to get a degree in this business thing. So that way, when I'm speaking the way I'm speaking right now, there's a degree behind the shit and people can really shut it down when I bring it to you. So... This whole business aspect works, and a lot of people are probably going to get mad at me at this point. If there is a venue, that venue makes money regardless. If the person who's doing promotions is smart in what they're doing, they should go and speak to the venue about what type of budget they can get from the venue to pay these artists, the big-name artists that come out and do 15 minutes and then leave, and the artists that perform before them aren't even in the building. If they can get those artists to come out with the money they can, they have money to pay people to do things. You shouldn't be paying them shit. Period. Sorry, you should not be paying. If you're going to a Jada Kiss concert or a fucking uh, Wu-Tang concert and you're performing, you should not have paid to fucking open up that slot. They should have hooked you the fuck up. Yes, I said it. They should have hit you with a slot and said to you, bro, I need promotions and hustle out of you. Pack this building right. and let me kick you 150 bucks for coming through or let me kick you 75 bucks for coming through or let me pay for your drinks or let me pay for your food or here's a guest list of 10 people. You choose what you want to do because that's what I've done with people before. Like, yo, I don't have no money to give you. But here's 10 people on the guest list. You decide if you want to bring them in for free or if you want them to pay. That's what right. you do. Period. You keep that money. You figure out what you want to do. That's it doesn't what take a, do out here. It doesn't take a lot. You know, like what you're saying. You know, uh, short money, but enough to show that you respect the artists, that, that you respect what they're, what they're coming to do, and that uh, you're not just out to make the, uh, a quick buck for yourself, but to try to make the scene thrive. 
Yo, listen, anybody out here that ever says that they paid me for a slot, I do not fight that well, but I will fight you about that shit because I do not want money from anybody for a slot. I want you to support this. I want you to support this thing called hip hop. And I'm not talking about just the rec shop movement or I'm me, be you apparel or real talk radio. I want you to go support the Hardy consultants. I want you to support uh, the lions. Um, you know what I'm saying? I want you to su- support still ill. I want you to support show me what you got radio. I want you to support the activist hour from eight to 10 PM on WEMF. I want you to support these people. I don't want you to put no money. I don't want you to do shit. Just show me a little bit of support. Show me that you're human and you can do what you want everybody else to do for you. You can do it too. And that's hit that little share button or give 30 seconds of your life to listen to some shit or share some. Everybody needs to stop being so chinsy out here with the way they act, bro. It's really cheap and tawdy. It's, it's really like, honestly, I'm just come right out and say, we acting like a bunch of bitches out here. We acting like a bunch of bitches. That that quote's going out on Twitter. Like a bu- we acting like a bunch of bitches out here. Everybody is so quick to go tear some shit the fuck down, but who's really trying to work with people? And then you got the nerd, and then some people really got the nerd to be like, well, I ain't doing nothing for no money. That's the fucking problem now. That's why you ain't getting no money. Because you really like, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop, bro. A lot of, there are mad people out here, and I ain't going to say no names, but there are some people out here that just don't have it like that, bro. And yeah, you may be a nice MC, but your attitude's a piece of shit. Or, like, your fucking beats might suck. Maybe if you went and linked up with all the other people you keep shitting on, you might have some flawless shit, too. We might be able to take motherfuckers like uh, 62 with the rainbow hair to fuck out the game. Like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, let's look at the fucking hip-hop scene right now, bro. Look who has the fucking gauntlet right now. Everybody needs to stop bickering and bitching and look at who's holding the fucking cards out here. Look who's holding the cards. Look who's really sitting in those high positions and be like, eh, play that. Mm, Don't play that. Mm, Play that. Mm, Don't play that. Right now, we're arguing over Chun-Li or some other shit that I still ain't heard neither one of these shits. The fuck, are we serious? Ain't nobody heard (laughs) King Cooper by Dutch Rebel? You can't beat me like I'm King Cooper, Super Mario. Like, what y'all know about that shit? What y'all know about it? What y'all know about Ed OG? Fucking pioneer of hip-hop. Stop this bullshit, bro. Gonna go out here and get rainbow-colored hair and put on some red-bottom shoes you couldn't afford just like you can't afford your fucking rent. Fuck out of here. People need to stop faking in front, bro. I keep it real as fuck because I don't have a problem telling anybody, no, I don't really have a place to live. No, I don't always have a lot of money in my pocket. No, I don't always eat. But I must continue to fucking grind and do what the fuck I got to do for me and mine and everybody else out there that I say I'm going to got your back for. Period. Wow. Got to be real with you. Not a word here, of lie. Got to be a real word with your words lie. out here, people. Because trust me, anybody ever approached me and asked me about some shit, I'll tell you what the fuck I said to your face. And I don't give a shit. Call everybody that said that I said it and we all get in the same room. And I'll be like, I sure the fuck did. <laughs> I sure the fuck did. Period. I sure the fuck did. My mama didn't raise no fool. She damn sure didn't raise no punk. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just ain't shit happening out here like that, bro. Like, we need to stop. The biggest complaint in the Boston music scene is the Boston music scene. We want change. You want people to start talking about how there isn't a fucking scene. Let's show them how the fuck we can power up, bro. Everybody's going to see fucking Infinity War on the 27th. We're already having an Infinity War with whack-ass rappers. Let's get it together, motherfucker. Let's get it together, motherfucker. Let's go. What's up? Can I know people with bars out here? I know. Yo, there's so many. I got. Yo, listen, you know what's fucked up? As I stopped listening to commercialized music the minute I became a host, in my own 
fucking area. I got a whole box load of artist CDs, Rex and Acrobatic and fucking Term. And no, I'm not just naming these people because I'm doing a show yeah. for them either. I got ST Knack CDs. I got Token CDs before he was Token. Dog, I got everybody's shit. Hell, I got a Paranorm CD that Paranorm didn't even know still existed out this motherfucker. Like I said, bro, I support minds. Can you do that? You know what I'm saying? Or, or as XL says, again, this is me listening to my Boston hip-hop artist. As my man XL the God says, bars is, you know what I'm saying? You building about real shit. Can you do that? That's bars. You build about real shit. Let's build about real shit, Boston. Let's stop talking about the whack bullshit that's not really affecting us until we let it. Period. Not a word of lie from the one Mr. PSA. Bro, that's not the way I got my name. The PSA stands for Public Stupidity Alert, and I'm a pure savage animal. And please stop asking me dumb questions if you don't want a dumb answer. <laughs> Public Stupidity Alert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's it, bro. That's it. Truth. All right, so hey, this is actually a pretty good spot for us to take a quick break. We've been cruising as we do when we're having a good time here on the Oddball Show Hour. Uh, I want to stop real quick, just take a quick uh, uh, temperature check on Oddball Magazine and JP Lime, and then I want to make sure that we come back and talk about Saphir, and I want to talk about the show on May 11th, and I want to talk about, what was the other thing we just said? Oh, I want to talk about Real Talk Radio, so we got we got a lot to talk about in the second half, so we're going to have to keep you? this short, Jason. All right. Oh, yeah, me. Okay, I, I'll keep it short. It wasn't his fault. It's my fault. God damn it. Blame the black guy. Blame the fucking black guy. <laughs> I'd rather blame the white guy. It makes me feel so much better. That plus Donald Trump will probably help you out if you do. Yo, real quick. Real quick, he'll help me out. He'll pop out of nowhere. Man. Yo, we're having a good ass show today, buddy. Let me tell you. That's right. That's how we always do in the oddball hour, especially when we get somebody who has... Uh, not, not, not just a lot to say, not just a talkative, you know, good conversations, but somebody who has a, a lot of pride and interest in what, what they're doing. I think it just it, it's it's hard to uh, hard to not have that bleed through. So yeah, that was Yo, I appreciate you, you guys. Man. I really enjoyed. Thanks for that. All right, so what is going on? The Oddball Show is a collaboration between Oddball Magazine and JP Line Productions. Oddball Magazine is the dopest poetry. Uh, on the Eastern Seaboard, um, and it's run by our good and right, Mr. Jason. What is going on over at Oddball? So today, at Oddball Magazine, we have uh, we had the Epic Autism Review with um, Fleming's Bowen. He uh, wrote about um, he wrote about uh, his feelings on the Boston Marathon bombing from a few years back, um, revisiting it, how he feels. Uh, really good stuff by the by Fleming's today. Uh, today you have my uh, Jagged Thought 220. That's uh, my 220th Jagged Thought. Uh, it's called Day One on Zyprexa, which uh, is about being on Zyprexa. Okay. All right. Uh, there is uh, the great uh, poem by Caleb Coy that was also published today with uh, photography by Jennifer Matthews. Uh, yesterday we had the comic strip, The Odds by Bill Harvey, uh, which is a great comic strip from Bill. We had the poem by Louis Lazaro Tyarina. With a poetry artwork by Louis T- Mazzaro Tyrena. Um, that's really good. Uh, we had our uh, friend Greg Monteague back with feedback. Uh, he was talking about um, uh, Sloth by Naked Giants, which is a music. Uh, I don't know. Greg writes all these great things on music. One my favorite, Wise Words with Bruce Wise. Uh, Bruce had um, on Friday, he took um, his name and and uh, and 
took a different character and wrote a bunch of poems in, in uh, different characters. He does that every week, and it's great. And we had Liza Zayas, and she had a great poem from the Underground Garden um, called uh, When Sirens Serenade You Dance. Um, and then we had Bamboozle No More on that same day with uh, Janet Cormier on the mountaintop versus Saying Same, uh, followed by It's All One Thing with James Van Loy, uh, Repugnant ID with TR's Big Stick. You can check that out. And then finally, a uh, poem by K.G. Newman uh, with photography by Glenn Bowie. And also a great poem by Brendan McCormick uh, with another with more photography by uh, Louis Lazaro Tyrina, which brings me back to Jagged Thought 219 from yesterday, I mean from last week, and that is what is going on at Oddball Magazine uh, for uh, last week. Oh, that, that's a... I'm always blown away by the number of really talented cl- contributors you guys have, and uh, just the sheer volume of poetry you guys put out. It's really uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's cool. Yeah, shout out to Chuck. <laughs> he really does a lot of good work with the Oddball Magazine, and shout out to all our columnists. They do fantastic jobs, and thanks for contributing contributors. And if you guys want to contribute, you can check out our submission guidelines. Um, you know, we're always looking for new poetry. Um, if you uh, have any art or anything else, please send us uh, poetry or art uh, to our to our submission guidelines. We'd love to have you. So that's what's going on at Oddball Magazine. What's going on with JP Line, Prof? Oh, let's see. Well, uh, over at JP Line, we are your world with a crunchy hip hop center. We uh, are a Boston hip hop group. Right now, we are. I am part of uh, Tyler Durden, a duo. Me and uh, my bass player friend are, are Tyler Durden. So coming up later this week, I've been a little slow editing it, but we got some video from our show out in Worcester at the Raven, so we're going to get that up for you. Um, but we also ha- always have at JPLM um, all of our music, both uh, through Spotify and iTunes. You can get it right there on the site. And right now, you can see our video for um, what you need. Our music videos are right up there at the top right of the site. Um, for content, we've been working pretty hard on launching 1981 & Co., which is the um, photography and visual art uh, st- online studio of our man Spaceman, who's one of the, the CEOs and MCs here at JP Lime. So we're actually getting pretty close to putting together a launch party for that, our, our, an art show um, with some live music uh, and showing off a lot of his arts. So we can try to you know sell prints and whatnot. So 1981 & Co., you can and find it Oh, dog! I knew that I invited PSA for that's the right you call reason. Supporting motherfucker. Hell yeah! I'm yo. That, that's a verbal contract. We have millions sure of did. our listeners are our uh, witnesses. And I'm gonna bring my friends Zafir with me. Facts, dog. Facts. So yeah, so come check out 1981 and Co. Follow him on Instagram. And this week, um, we're just gonna show us a little clip on the not a clip, a little uh, preview on the site of his like last six. You know, uh, pictures and shit, so you can get a preview of what he does. That's 1981 and co. Um, and then later this weekend, you're going to get my next edition of Welcome to the Swamp, which is my fictional account of a despotic government on the Florida coast. Uh, I think we're now four or five volumes in, so that's coming out next this next weekend about um, leaks within the government. Um, and then last week we had our. Um, our piece on Atlanta. I wrote up a little piece from right after the Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta. Um, just a, a piece about how they're what they're trying to do in their second season about and comparing it to like sophomore releases because it seems like in Atlanta they're indulging themselves in really cool ways of digging into characters, digging into these odd storylines. 
uh, but not just odd for the sake of being odd, odd with like a, a purpose and a, I don't know, just, I really like what they're doing in the second we've done it without laying a more grounded first season. So that's kind of what I talk about in Robin's season. Uh, and then, oh yeah, and then uh, Jason's Jagged Thought went up today because um, we syndicate a lot from Oddball Magazine because they are pretty dope. Um, please come check us out. We are JP Line Productions. We are uh, Boston-based hip-hop, but we like to talk about a lot of different things, sports and music and art and all different kinds of stuff, politics. Um, we are the spot for you to come check out your world with a crunchy hip-hop center. That's what's going on at JP Line Productions. All right. Um, all right, so... And real quick, uh, I want to say shout out to DJ LSV, who is um, contributes a lot of the music to both of our JP Lime albums and who does the theme music here at the Oddball Show. He's a great producer. You can follow him on SoundCloud, DJ LSV 1200. Uh, and yeah, check out his sounds. He'll be contributing stuff to JP Lime Productions as well. And then as, lastly, I just want to say that the Oddball Show runs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, and both of our respective sites. So please sign in through YouTube and come leave us a review if you like what's going on here. If you're enjoying some of the people, the very talented guests that we've had on the show, come leave us a review and tell us what you like or tell us what you don't like or yeah. tell us what you'd like to see. We'll post, or here. I'll post up on iTunes. Yeah, we're there. Right. Yeah. Review. All right. So that's what's going on. That's uh, who we be. That's that's who the Oddball Show is. Let's get right back into it because I don't want to waste any yeah. more time not talking to PSA. Um, we mentioned I'm in the first... <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have to talk to Jason about Oddball. And, uh, oh, damn. That would get weird. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be super, it'd be super meta. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the in the first half, we we mentioned the May 11th show, and I want to make sure that we we kind of mentioned it in passing. I want to mention how cool the shows are going to be, and some of the other acts besides those big names that we just mentioned. Who else is going to be on the show? Okay, so um, this show is monumental for those of you that know hip hop. Um, Acrobatic has performed in Salem one other time, and it's been brought to you by the Red Shop Movement. Uh, this is the second time Acrobatics coming out to Salem to perform over at Opus Underground, which is at 87 Washington Street in Salem, Mass. Uh, and I, it was okay. So originally, it was supposed to be the Perceptions. Uh, Mr. Liff had a previous obligation, and I nor Act could even be mad at him for taking that previous obligation. So Act said, "You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all still come do the show if you want me." I said, "Dare I want you? Bring your ass." Uh, and I said, let me see if I can use one of my homie cards and call up one of my other homeboys and see if like they want to rock because they've never been here. And I'm pretty sure this would be dope. So I hit up my homie term and I was like, yo, like, uh, what's the haps we're getting you to perform? He was like, yo, I can do it like this. I said, yo, that's what's up. Let me work it. Called the venue, said, yo, I'm broke as fuck. So if y'all can give me a loan and then, you know, that's what's up. And they said, sure, here's the loan. I said, fucking egg. And then I said, you know what? Mm, it just wouldn't be right if I didn't bring something to spice up tonight. So I said, who constantly goes hard in their music, has been going hard in their music, and not only that, still continues to show support, not just to the rec shop moving along from the underground, but everywhere I see them tagging and sharing videos of other people. I said, hmm, the homies that fear has been coming through the line from the underground uh, alone and popping up at every different hip-hop place he can get to. Um, so I was like, yo, that's just unquestionable. Thones of fear on there. And I was like, who's got, 
who's got a buzz and been supporting and has got that flavor. And I was like, yo, Kyle Goldstein got that flavor. Kyle Goldstein brings something different. But shit, I bump his music in my workout plan so we can do this. And then I was like, yo, you know what? It's too much testosterone. Way too much testosterone. I uh, gotta do gotta find an equalizer. So I went and grabbed one of the dopest MCs in the game right now, Miss Jasmine Red. And if you don't, I'm not even gonna give no more than that. Y'all gotta go do your own Googling on Miss Jasmine Red, who just as a matter of fact had me up at the Boston Green Academy speaking to her students, need I say more, um, about the evolution of hip hop and just about what I do as a host and event coordinator and um show them tell them a little bit about Rec Shop. Um, I brought my producer from Real Talk Radio down there, and he showed them how to make beats. But yeah, May 11th is out the water, so you want to get your tickets. There is an event flyer. There's an event page on Facebook. Uh, there is a ticket link. Um, you do not want to miss this show. Just because not only do we have legends in there, we got the new kings and queens of this music thing coming out. And I think we're going to have a lot of raffles and stuff because, you know, Cabot Smoke Shop out here. Um, Seb was like, hey, buddy, you should just take a bunch of stuff over there and give it away. And I said, you know what? Maybe I will come take a bunch of this stuff and give it away. So there'll be giveaways and raffles throughout the night. I think we're having five total giveaways throughout the night, and they're not cheap giveaways. So you want to be in the building. Fact. Fact. May 11th, you want to be in the building. Um, It's just going to be a monumental night, man. Rec Shop is the movement, and we're going to get to it. So, as with all other things during the show, we'll be putting up pertinent links on our uh, on our website on Onball and JP Lime. So, we'll definitely have all the links to that. In fact, we'll just put the show flyer right up there so you have all the info. Um, and go do your homework on some of these people. Uh, Jasmine Red is super dope. Uh, and what can uh, where can we find music from Zafir? I know he's in the house with you. I know that he's uh, come to support the, the Onball show, so we appreciate that. Where can we find some of his music so we can preview before we uh... ask him your damn self? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> Yo, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, so yeah, you can definitely find my music everywhere. Um, any digital distribution on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, all that different kind of places. Um, you can also find it on my website, which is officially Zafir.com as well. So officially Zafir, all one word, officially all Zafir. All one word, officially Zafir.com. It's, Zafir. It's, uh, so my name is spelled Z-A-A-F as in Frank, I-R. So officially Z-A-A-F-I-R dot com all right and then where can we follow you on uh on social medias social media is the same tag same handle so you can follow me on Dope. ig facebook officially is you can find me on all those different places all right so we're putting all that up in our part links too so said so you have some you have some research you have some homework to do you have some dope new music to listen to not only is it just coming out of coming out the ears of everybody in in boston you know they my i have a soundcloud list and, an, and a, a spotify list it's just i just keep going back to this that's uh, Boston artists I've never never listened to that I don't know enough about. So add these people to your playlist as a fear um, and officially is Go check out his music uh, straight from the source. Um, and like I said, all of that will be up in the pertinent link. So you can just click right from JP Lamb to, uh, to all these great musical locations. Yeah. yeah. You know, that sounds like a really dope bill and I'm definitely going to, I work Wednesday nights, but I'm definitely getting May 11th off. See, I, but we're, I'd be no, foolish enough to be Friday, in the house. Bro. That's a Friday, baby. Oh, that's a Friday. That's, that's a better. Friday, baby. Me, you could come out and do weird right, shit right, right, and wake right. up on somebody's couch in the morning. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but as well, see, but we're like, like, Rec Shop's stacking the bill because, uh, like I said, Justice Born, 
Uh, we were talking about Lynn earlier, and you like the city of sin. It's no longer the city of sin. It's the city of wind. As a matter city of, of fact, wind. as a matter of fact, uh, everybody who's going to smoke a lot April 20th, you'll probably be hungry as shit come April 21st. So from 12 to 8 p.m., come on down to Mount Vernon Street in Lynn, Massachusetts, to the Food Truck Emporium. All put together nice. by my man, Wait. Justice Bourne. It's going to be a live uh, block party. Uh, we got food trucks. We got local craft beer. We got live music and art, street performers, kids' face painting, local vendors. And just to throw a little bit of some something in there so people can get in tune, we got Jasmine Red down there that day. Uh, my homegirl, Oomp Out Loud, is going to be down there that day. And, I mean, I mean, I heard that this guy, Nick Shea, and Shalom were going to be rolling through there. And, you know, we got the dope. I'm just leave it there. It's hosted by this crazy guy, Mr. PSA. So, I mean, there's more reason to come through. He's straight up insane, that dude. It's going down. Come through. I mean, it's a free event to come through and just experience new stuff, meet new people. If you want to network, then this is how you do it. Come on down to the Food Truck Emporium on Mount Vernon Street in Lynn, April 21st, 2018, 12 to 8 p.m. We out there rocking it. Oh, nice. Uh, that, that's a that's a new thing for Justice and for Rec Shop, right? That food truck emporium. I've been watching him build that over the last year. Yeah, bro. Like he was given the reins by the CEO and owner of Ironbound Lynn. Uh, I can't. Re- I'm not even going to go and try to give any knowledge on that because yeah. I'm just going to sound stupid. Justice has all that. I don't know, but uh, they put the reins in Justice's hands, man. And anybody that knows Justice, bro. You give that dude like a seed with no water and no dirt, and for some way, somehow, fucking tree pops up, and you're like, "Holy shit, he did it!" The, he's he's a monster, bro. He's an absolute, uh, just he's a god at all this. Like literally, that's the ginger Jesus, bro. That is the ginger Jesus. <laughs> the ginger Jesus. It's the ginger Jesus, bro. Like he's the ginger ninja, ginger Jesus. That's him, bro. He gets it done. Um, we got other shows that I'm putting together too. Um, if you're around May fifth. Uh, May 4th, excuse me, May 4th, Opus. I'm just going to say I heard that Relentless and ST Knack were going to be coming through yeah. there with some friends like Organismic and Latab of Headshots or maybe all of Headshots. I don't know. I'm just saying. And then, you know, April 25th, we're doing things over there again. We got Nick Shea, Sway, James EPB. Like, we coming back with a vengeance. And we ain't going nowhere. Red Shop is here for life. Nice. It really is the livest scene for anybody that hasn't been up there. So Salem's a little bit of a, a trek for uh, for anybody in Boston, but it is well worth your time, especially uh, – I don't know what you're doing on a Wednesday night. but uh, I mean, it's only one Wednesday now, so they really have no excuse. It's the last right. Wednesday of every month, the last Wednesday. All you got to do is go, hey, this last Wednesday, I'm going to go out. And then we're also uh, – Justice is actually working on some other things. You may – you're, you're going to start seeing wreck shop open mics and things pop up in different places I tr- trust me trust me but no matter where they are it is certainly worth your time and to go be part of, of the to me the livest music scene around and I don't you know that's not just a, a platitude like we were talking earlier in the show it's an inclusive uh, super live scene just you know a lot of people hanging out and enjoying some some really great local music uh, and if you are any kind of, of hip hop artist you should definitely come and, and grab the mic at a uh, from rec shop. Um, oh, yeah. All right, so those are that's a let's see one, two, three, four shows. All that information is going to be up in the pertinent link section. The man is out here working, folks. Yeah. I'm working for you guys. Come be in attendance. Be in attendance. Just want to see people have fun together, like a family. 
Sounds great. It sounds like uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it looks good. It looks great. Yeah, bro. You know, JP Line, when you guys get there, holla at me. We're getting drinks. Right on, brother. You too. Uh, you, you. <laughs> well, um, as we as we do, like I said, um, we're having a good time here in the Oddball Show. We just run through the hour. We just eat it up talking about some some great music and some great events. Um, uh, I want to give Jason a quick shot to if there's anything else that he wants to fire PSA's way before we close out with our normal closings. Jason? Uh, you know what? I, I just... Uh... I was going to ask a little bit about uh, the poetry scene um, and how it relates to the hip-hop scene, if you want to you know, talk about that a little bit. Um, uh, we can definitely do that, because yeah, I know some phenomenal poets, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, strong poets. Yeah, so um, how do, you, how, do you have a lot of slam poets at the, at the hip-hop, uh, uh, the cypher or anything like that? Or? You know what's messed up is we don't, and I'm trying to find out why. Honestly, um, I love poetry. Uh, there's a poet by the name of Michelle La Poetica. She's got a poem out there uh, called The Hustler's Poem. That's like a poem that speak, spoke true to my life. It actually brought me to tears one time. Uh, another poet that's out there killing it right now, uh, Mashari, uh, the poet Mashari. Um, she kills it. Uh, you honestly take a cold ass shower for you listen to her say anything, though. Like real cold. Like sit in an ice bucket before you listen to Mashari. Sorry, say anything to you uh-huh. that get sit in the ice bucket and pour one over your head. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yo, as a matter of fact, uh, a budding I heard this dude do some poetry too. Duke Karan did some poetry from Glasshouse. Uh, he's a poet. Walnut Street Cafe. Uh, I forget. I believe it's Mondays, and I believe it's Mondays and Tuesdays at Walnut Street Cafe in Lynn. Yeah. Michelle La Poetica does uh, poetry night over there. But we want you to come to the last Wednesday of the month every month too because i love poetry we want diversity bring us your difference we want it bring it so you hear that put politics in boston comes to uh all the stuff that psa's got going on uh at the this this month and beyond check out psa he's got a lot of stuff going on uh so yeah um so i guess we're winding down in the hour prof um uh, I thought maybe you'd want to, you know, talk to PSA about the list of 10, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think that would be an excellent idea. Yeah. Okay. I mean, who who, who could have seen it coming? That That's how we would, would end the yeah. show. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a perfect way. So, um, before we get into that, this has been the Oddball Show. We're having a, a great time. If there's any um, – uh, all and any in pertinent information will be up in our pertinent link section. Please come check out those links. Please go see these events and please um, bless yourself with some some new music in your ears because uh, it's coming right up from under your feet. It's coming from your local scene, which is very much alive. And what it really needs to burst out is just more cohesiveness, more support, more people going out and supporting their other local artists. We're super fucking talented right now. Right now in Boston, there are just. It, it blows my mind. They're a talented, talented lyricist, and they're, just, they're out there. They're just doing it. They're pushing, and they're, they're grinding. So go be an audience member. Go support. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So, Mr. PSA, yep. even though you have no idea what you're in for, are you ready oh, for the list, the list of 10? Let's get it. List of 10. Here we go. <laughs> 
Listen Ten is a little questionnaire I put together. It's based upon James Liston, James Lipton's questionnaire at the end of Inside the X Studio, which is based on some other dudes, other French dudes' questionnaire, and so on and so on. Uh, here we go. Number one of the list of ten. The list of ten. What time and place would you like to be if not here and now? Bro, I need to be in Harlem around the first filming of Shaft. What's up? <laughs> the first filming of Shaft. I'd I, I say this is probably the most specific answer we've ever gotten. And that is, Bro, that's, I, would that's be a, I know I would be a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I shut know your I would. mouth. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> Number two, what is the greatest advice you've ever received? Yo, the greatest advice I ever received was from a poet by the name of Michelle La Poetica who told me that if you, if someone told you that the sky was your limit, how far would you really be willing to go? And I always told her, I'm going outside of the sky, damn it, because I'm a galaxy of perversion. I'm a galaxy of perversion. Is that what you said? No, no, I'm a galaxy of a person. Of a person. Holy shit, a galaxy of perversion? That's, that's much more wholesome. <laughs> that would probably be why I didn't have a girlfriend. It's like, he don't have a girlfriend. He's a galaxy of perversion. He's like a galaxy. Uh, I'm a galaxy of a person. That's a, that's, a, that's a powerful line, my friend. All right, number three. What would your superpower be? Oh, if I had a superpower, it would be to go fast. Go fast. Okay. I want to go, go fast. fast. Oh, yeah. that it, Literally, that would be me. I want to go fast. I want to go fast. I want to go fast. <laughs> Legit. Is it, Legit. Is it running or is it flying? Not running. Nobody wants to fly. Ain't nobody flying. Hell no. I'm, I'm <laughs> running. I literally, I literally just want to run onto camera and snatch Donald Trump's wig off and make sure I give a smile so that when they ran back to slow mo, <laughs> they see me do it. Like, <laughs> and kept on going. It'd be dope. <laughs> snatch that. I'm pretty sure that thing is alive. I'm pretty sure that, that it thing would is probably bite sentient. the shit on me. Yeah, right, dude. It would probably bite the shit. Oh, oh yeah, muskrat. This is like, <laughs> like <laughs> two rows of teeth. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Alright, number four. Biggie or Tupac. Ooh. Oh, that's fucked up. That's, <laughs> that's fucked up. That's really fucked up. That's fucked up. That that's fucked up. Uh can I even I can't even plead the fifth out of this, can I? Oh you, you, shit. You're welcome. You can answer however you want. Oh damn. I they're mean both, both, they're both good. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got bars and we got hard. That's how I look at it. Bars Yo, I'm gonna have to go with Tupac. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Tupac. Right. Only because, only because Tupac lived a certain way, Biggie spoke about a certain way, and I respect Biggie for telling the hood dude's story, and I respect Pac for telling it and living it. Although he didn't have to, but I respect Pac because. Yo, at the end of the day, any man who has a mother who's a single mother and you listen to Dear Mama, you don't come to tears, you're a piece of shit. Right. Right. So, yeah. Tupac all day. Tupac. Nice. Nice. Number five. Who is your favorite person? Oh, my favorite person? Damn, can I pick five? You could, yeah. For you, my, five. My favorite people are... Lamar the second, Liana Maria, Anissa, Darian, and Dante. 
It's right. my favorite people. Those are my kids. Can't nobody be better than them ever. Right. I, I fully believe that. My first is about to turn a year old, man. I know how you feel. Just be careful because once they get eight, shit comes out of their mouth where you think you can hit a child. Don't do it. There's laws in place to have you <laughs> fucked up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just bite your tongue or some shit. Put your All hands right, in your I'll, pockets. All right, I'll take that fatherly advice. <laughs> Number six, what is your quest? Yes. This is going to sound weird to some people and then to others don't know exactly what I mean when I say it. Yo, I just want to be the Martin Lawrence slash Bernie Mac slash Chris Tucker slash Red Fox slash Richard Pryor of this thing called hip hop. When it comes to hosting, I just want to be the best of the best of the best of the best so nobody else can even test. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Period. Nice. This thing. I'm just, I'm writing that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. That's Thanks. it. Like that. That's who I would be. Like uh, Richard Pryor had a certain way about his comedy where he didn't give a fuck. Um, that added to my public stupidity in this. Um, so didn't Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence didn't give a fuck. And one of the truest statements in comedy was said by Richard Pryor. There ain't shit in comedy that you can hide. There is no secret lives in comedy. There is no closed doors or hidden fucking tricks. Like it's all out there, period. It's all or nothing. That's super dope too, because I think um, I always find stand-up comedy to be like a, uh, like a super frightening and, and really courageous art form. Cause it's just you, it's just you and a mic. Like there's nothing, yeah, there's bro. no backdrop, there's no band, there's no other shit. It's just you. So you either going to completely bomb or they're going to love you. Just, just you, uh, you're going to be receiving all of that. So I think it's actually not too dissimilar, like, uh, to what you do. You know, you're just, it's just you and a mic. That's really, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on. There's artists and there's a DJ and all, you know, there's a whole scene, but it's you and a mic when it, when you're, uh, when you're hosting. So, hell yeah, bro. That's all it is. Like, honestly, for me, the highest point of like me doing like any of like my stand up material on the stage was like one night at Opus and it was just like weird as fucking there. It was like one of those nights where he was like, what is going on right now? It's weird. But I like told mad jokes and I was just cracking hella jokes like left and right, left and right. And I got off the stage and went to go get my drink. And this older lady like walked up to me with her like her friends and her husband. And they all looked at me and they go, you know what? And I said, what? They go, you are white people funny. So you're going to make it. I said, I said, I hope. I said, you know what? I'm going to take that shit, put it right in my back pocket, and I'm going to save that for when I get on the oddball show. You are white people funny. I said, oh, shit, I'm white people funny. Okay, then that means that I can say whatever the fuck I want. Oh, that must have stopped you dead in your tracks. It did, but then I like, we all chuckled about it because, like, they, it was weird because she said it and then she, they went silent, like, oh, shit. And it's like, I was like, nah, that's that's what's up. That's marketable as fuck. I was wanting to get it recorded saying the shit again, like on FaceTime, like say that one more time. Thank you. Oh, right. you just get it on a t-shirt that just says, I am white people funny. I am white people funny. <laughs> All right, number seven. Fill in the blank. All you need is blank. All you need is weed and love. Weed and love. Love just ain't enough no more. You gotta have weed and love. Some of these motherfuckers' love is weird as shit. You gotta have weed for it. Weed is that fuel, man. That'll keep you moving. Keep your head in the right space. Yes, sir. Number eight: rock, paper, or scissors. You know you gotta go with the rock, right? Up until you get with the motherfucking paper, because paper's just. I still don't understand that because the rock will rip the shit out of paper, but we're gonna leave it alone. (laughs) 
it's gonna be some strong paper. You know what I'm saying? Some strong ass paper. It's gonna be like like tin foil or something. It's gonna be like like not just paper. You know what I'm saying? It can't be just fucking paper. The paper covers the rock. Shit. The rest of my life I'm just gonna be pondering this shit. Like how the fuck did that goddamn paper beat this rock? Yeah. (laughs) Bullshit. It's like a deep philosophical question. Hell yeah. Like it's like the riddle of the Sphinx, really. I'm going to ask Jesus when I die. <laughs> Look at this coming up. Number nine, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Shit, I'm already grown up. I just want to be not broke and shit all the time. That'd be dope. Not broke, <laughs> dog. That is, that is the realest shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it I don't need a lot. Everybody thinks you're rich. I hate when motherfuckers think you're rich or got money. It's like, no, bitch, I'm broke. Can I eat the rest of your sandwich or no? <laughs> <laughs> this Whoa. shirt may be nice, but I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight. Real talk. It's like, this shirt is really nice, but it's not mine, motherfucker, and I don't even know the person who stole it to give it to me. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Shit. Real talk. All right. Finally, number 10. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear St. Peter say when you reach the pearly gates? Bitch, Biggie and Tupac said you can come to the party today. They saved you a seat. Like, let's get it. Bitch, Biggie and Pac. Yes, sir. Even though they heard what you said on, on the Oddball show. Even, you know what I'm saying? They, they still, still saved me a seat. They was like, you was on earth when you said it. We know you know better now. But yeah, <laughs> cool. Like, how do I keep up out of the crypt side of heaven? I need to get up out of here now. <laughs> well, Mr. PSA, you have survived the list of ten. Yes! Now, does my credit score get higher or lower after this? No, they, that, that's not a... That's not a uh, uh, a thing that goes along with hanging out th- with these white people. These white people get yeah. terrible credit. God damn! That's like <laughs> normally white people with terrible credit got great weed. So I'm fucking. <laughs> that is a true story. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. My credit fucked up. I gotta grow this shit just uh, right uh, to make sure I get money. That is no joke. Especially <laughs> <laughs> weed in Massachusetts, man. Hell yeah! That is a burgeoning industry. You're <laughs> foolish if you're not doing that. Facts, facts. I mean, I'm not because I'm not smart enough shit just keeps on dying so i'm just the dude that's calling everybody for weed every two minutes like you got weed bro it's like you ain't got nothing no i don't mind your business just bring me the weed thank you you know somebody who has some all right cool for real well this has been the oddball show we are uh we cruise right through that hour man we we just eat it up eat up the clock um we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna put all the, the information that we had tonight in the pertinent link section. Definitely go check out this May 11th show, and then check out these other shows and be part of the Rec Shop movement, man. Uh, yeah. uh, it is equal parts. I mean, PSA says that Justice Born is Rec Shop. It is equal parts Justice and uh, and PSA pushing this thing along. Uh, and it's certainly a scene that you want to be part of. Um, the Boston hip hop theme scene is alive and thriving. Uh, don't let anybody tell you different, but. Definitely could use uh, a healthier dose of inclusiveness and of uh, of supporting your local artists, man. There's there's a lot of great art being made. It shouldn't just be about trying to get out there and get yours. Go out and make the scene thrive. Make a place for you to be an artist. Oh uh, yes. So yeah. So thank you, Mr. PSA, both for your time tonight and all the work that you're doing for the Boston hip hop scene. And we'll definitely be seeing you real soon. Um, we really appreciate your time. We're life. Thanks, boys. I appreciate you guys. And uh, as always, Rex Shop Movement. Yes, All right. So we're going to close out tonight as we do most nights with uh, Jagged Thought from Mr. Jason Wright. It's a, Jagged Thoughts are his, his weekly column that runs every week at Oddball Magazine. We also syndicate it at jplineproductions.com. So go check that out. Mr. Jason, how you feeling? Oh, pretty good. Um, 
not 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 bad, you know. I'm on the, I'm on a new med. It's called Zyprexa, so uh, it's uh, I wrote a poem about it uh, called uh, Day One Zyprexa. Um, not as uh, rhythmic as my old, old stuff, but you know. Anyway, uh, thanks for uh, being on the show, Mr. PSA. I really appreciate uh, you ha- uh, being on there. Uh, you know, so uh, this is uh, Jagged Thought two hundred and twenty day one Zyprexa. First day back, my mind has gone aloof. Every word means something to me. I wish it didn't. Tomorrow, I'm going to try to get back on those meds, the ones that I did not love but love me. I hope to sleep well tonight and not let my demons in. Last night, my mind said something to me. It scared the shit out of me. I want to live, love, and work better, bolder, stronger. Not this nightly give and take of sanity and sake. Not forsaken, not forgotten. Just different now. I guess it's a baker's dozen, and I only have so many eggs to break. I will beat this. Walk through the haunted halls of each psych ward walls. I can beat this. I think, therefore I am. But I wish I didn't at all. And that was... Nugget Thought, 220, day one, Zyprexa. And, that, was, that was tight, man. Thank you. You know, it... it, uh, it that was tight as fuck. I'm still here. Oh, Really? You like that? Thank Hell you. yeah, I did. That shit was dope, bro. Thanks so much. That shit's uh, dope. Yeah, I, I gotta say, with this new med, I haven't been as creative. But, you know, before, um, I, about two weeks ago, I was I was barely able to write at all because I was on a med change. So oh, I'm, kinda, I'm just kind of climbing back to where, I mean, I usually am much more energetic. But, you know, I'm glad you like my poem, um, guys. So thanks so much. Um uh, Mr. PSA, it was a real pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much. Yo, again, thanks, guys. I really am humbled by this, bro. Again, um, just like I tell everybody all the time, bro, just continue to be you, bro. I'm going to be me, you be you, and we'll all be straight together. Facts. Awesome, Facts. Man. All right. Um, the Oddball Show is a uh, collaboration between JP9 Productions and Oddball Magazine. Please come check us out at our respective websites and follow us on social medias at JP Lime on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook uh, at Oddball Magazine, and uh, I am Dr. Prof Esquire. So please come say hello. And yeah, leave us a review. We've uh, we've done all, uh, all these shows, and you know you just gotta you gotta review us because you know we've had a lot of people on the show. You just gotta. You just gotta do it. Oh shit! Before we go, PSA, we didn't mention two shows ago. We had um, Paul from uh, Bloody Hammer from uh, <laughs> from from Honky Holocaust on. The funniest yes. shit because we had him on and we had um, my buddy Colgan who was in Hunky Holocaust. Nice. Uh, we he came on and he you know talked a little bit and I I was watching it as uh you know to get ready for the show and I was like oh shit is that PSA get yeah, the bro. fuck out of here and like five different roles in that movie it's fucking yeah. dope. My first movie I was ever in I played like four different people. What's up? Yeah, it was super tight. I was like, oh, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's mad funny. There's so much history in that fucking movie. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. my God. And he's a cool dude, man. I like Paul a lot. Paul. Actually, Paul, here's some history for you. Paul Magalarney was actually one of the very first shows I hosted back at Rap and Roll 2013. Boom. Dog. Wait, wait, wait. What did he do for a show? He put together a show. He put together just like a big ass show for like all the people that were in the movie, and uh, like it was basically it was supposed to be just like a big hangout. But then it just turned in. He got some acts in there. And we had a big ass bar. And, like, it was dope as fuck. It was dope. It was dope. Tight. Like it's crazy because 
I met so many artists there that I know today, and I bet you they don't even remember that shit like I do. Yeah. Well, but shout out to Paul forget. and Ungovernable Films. Hell yeah, Ungovernable Films. Yo, that, the Honky Holocaust. <laughs> the Honky Holocaust. For those of you who haven't heard that podcast, go back and listen to the Paul McElhinney, uh podcast. It's a really good show, and uh, yeah. and go check out his work, man. It's it's an interesting uh, genre of film. Uh, yes, but, but certainly not unentertaining, and uh, you know, it, it'll give you something to think about. It's dope. Go watch that shit for sure. All right, Jason, take us on out of here. All right, thanks again, Mr. PSA, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks with back uh, and term, baby. I can term back and term yeah. May fifth. I mean May eleventh. Yeah. Yes, All right, we'll see you later, boys. All right, peace out. Peace. <laughs> This is the Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration for Creepy Live Productions and Oddball Magazine.